be welcome to Nightlight. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we all call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. Tonight, I am just absolutely delighted. I have an amazing guest with us, and uh, I think you're going to totally enjoy her as as am I. We are going to be actually doing uh, free readings in a little bit, so those of you who are interested in getting a free reading can call in at 310-421-4053 or 337-335-0085. My guest tonight is is an an amazingly lovely lady, and her name is uh, Betsy Otter Thompson, and she is an author and 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 a psychic, and so insightful it's unbelievable. I love people who are old school, and she is definitely old school. That's not saying she's old; she's just old school. She is a native of Philadelphia, and she went to the University of Pennsylvania. Um. She's, she worked as an account executive for several Philadelphia radio stations and as a commercial print model, appearing in television commercials in Philadelphia and New York. After moving to California, she struggled and nearly became homeless. And after she recognized her tendency to blame everyone else for her problems and decided to become accountable, life switched and turned around and she, became, she began to recover. For the next 18 years, she worked as an executive assistant to an entertainment executive in the film industry, and she retired in 2005. But she didn't really retire because now she's writing full-time, and she has a number of amazing books out there. She has Love Human, she has Walking Through Illusion, and she has uh, The Mirror Theory. And what drew me to her and her books was the fact that uh, first of all, she she has the same kind of background I look for in most people who are serving in the metaphysical community. She struggled. She had a difficult time. She came to a place where she was um, dealing with her own reality and the understanding that she did create her reality with her perception of it. And she began to share her message. She, she teaches... Um, the universal laws and she does it in a very unique and different way all of her books uh deal with mirror theories and and illusions and she writes the books in in a way that that you can relate to as well as um she makes the information uh so much more enjoyable to have that that it is really a, a profound experience so betsy welcome to the show thank you so much barbara i'm thrilled to be here it's, it's, you know, when I said old school, I, a lot of people don't understand what that means. But, but to me, old school is, first of all, you went through the dark night of the soul to get to where your gifts were, which is an amazing experience in and of itself. And then you decided to turn around and share the wisdom that you had gathered, which, which is a profound thing to do. Well, it's, it's sort of like, um, I had the gift when I was really young, uh, but, you know, I, I knew I could speak with spirit when I was uh, 
he's about four or five years old. Uh, and I was, I was talking to my great grandmother every night and I thought it was really fun. And so I went to my sister and I, I, I assumed at that age that everybody could do it if I could do it. So I went to my, my sister and I told her what I was doing and I asked her who she spoke to. And, um, she sort of went ballistic and, um, it made me worry that, you know, if she reacted that way, how would everybody else react? And so I stopped communicating. And it wasn't until um, I, I feel like I had tried everything else to make my life meaningful and nothing had worked. And um, so this was like, well, you know, at, the, at that point in my life, I said, I, I just thought I would try this and see what happened, because what did I have to lose? Uh, you know, I was in a, this one-room roach-infested apartment uh, in in, New York, in uh, California, and not making ends meet. And it was just uh, I thought, well, I, what what I'm going to try this and, and see if I can, you know. And I and I started doing it again. And um, then I said, well, you know, I want to share what I hear. I, I want to uh, take it out into the world. But gee, I sure need a job to support me while I do it. And three weeks later, I had the job uh, with Castle Rock Entertainment the, the second day they were in business. And I stayed working for the same man for the next 18 years and was able to retire. So it really is an amazing story of what happens when you uh, be your authentic self and when you acknowledge who you are and then let the chips fall where they may. And, the, and it was just an amazing experience for me from that respect that I finally was going to honor who I was. And then the universe was, it was like the universe said, oh, oh okay, if you're ready, here we're, I'm ready, we're ready, and here we go. Yeah, I think that, that when you come to the point in your life where you accept responsibility and start to work on yourself instead of trying to change everybody else, that that magic does happen in your life. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. And I, and I had been blaming everyone else. Uh, that's true, so too. It's more <laughs> fun to do that than it is to take responsibility, for sure. Well, it's not more fun, but you think it's going to solve every problem, but it does. It, all it does is create problems. And, and and it does. And and I have to say that your books were phenomenal in that you do you do put that into into all of them, that that it's it's taking responsibility for what goes on your in your life. And if you don't like what life is offering you, you can change it. You have the power to change it. Yeah. Why that's so important, I think, for me, at least, is because in, until you acknowledge that that you are the creator of the problem, uh, you don't think you can change it. And so you're sort of left uh, just constantly blaming other people for your problems. And once you take responsibility and say, okay, I made that decision. Nobody else made that decision. I made this decision. Nobody else made this decision. Then you can say, well, are those the kind of decisions I want to continue to make? And you put yourself in a position of power of being able to change things. But until you acknowledge the fact that you are the creator of what's happening, uh, you, you're, you're sort of left hanging without, without any choices. Yeah, exactly. And that that's that's so many people say, but I can't do it. But you can do it. And and I think that that's I, we're at a time where consciousness is shifting and changing for for the, the entire um, planet. And and in, in so doing, people are becoming more and more aware that they do have this control. Not everybody is at the place where they're going to suddenly change things around. But but lots of times when people come for readings and stuff and they've lost their job and 
you know, I, I, I had one lady today and, and she said, well, I'm, you know, I, I hate my job. I need to change it, but, but I'm finding the job that I'm doing, I'm losing clients. And I said, well, congratulations. You understand how you can change your reality by your perception of it. You know, you've mastered that. You're losing your clients. Obviously, the job is going to go at some point. Why don't we try to refocus you on what you want to do if you grow up and see if we can't, you know, draw that energy in as well. So yeah. I have found that, Barbara, the thing that, that has worked for me um, is for a person who is unhappy in the job, that, that you know that old theory, you take yourself with you wherever you go. Uh-huh. Until you can find the growth uh from where you are, uh, you, you'll, you'll, you'll be you'll be unhappy in the next job. In other words, you have to you take yourself with you rather than go. So if you're unhappy in a job, you can't find any growth. You're blaming everyone else for the fact that you're miserable, and that's what you're going to do in the next job too. So oh, absolutely, you have, to, you have to find where where have I grown from having this job? How can I how can I uh, bring more respect to the people I already work with? How can I, in other words, how can I do this and how can I do that instead of how can my boss do this and my boss do that? Exactly. It it does. It is amazing how how um, we we are we are brought face to face with where we are and and what happens within our reality is what we have perceived, and that's how we see ourselves. Yeah, and more so than likely. We, more than likely in the job where you are saying, you know, uh, I, I hate it here. Uh, I wish I could move on. I wish I'd find a new job. You're surrounded other people by other people who are doing exactly the same thing. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Mis- misery loves company. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like attracts like. Um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's so it's so true, and and you know the, a lot of the old old wives' tales, old sayings, and things like that that are out there are so true. They're universal wisdoms, and people just poo-poo them. Um, we do have one caller, um, okay. so we're going to take the caller, and then you know when we are done with the caller, we'll get back to your good stuff and my good stuff, um, and I will. Uh, so area code two three nine, you're on the air. Hi there. You only have one caller? So far, so far, Deb. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Well, I just saw you were actually doing readings. It's been a long time, but I don't have a question. Can I just say, does Spirit want to say anything to me? Sure, you can say that. Um, (laughs) Have cards out for you. And um, actually, that's probably the smartest thing to say, because that means that we give you what Spirit gives us instead of, you know... You know, like like, when am I going You're to fine. be, you know, Prince Charming and stuff like that. Um, I I would say that you're in a period of time here where it's it's really important you take care of yourself. You you take care of other people so much that it's unbelievable, and it feels as though spirit really wants you to know that that you do have a message to give. You do have a service to render, but until you've taken care of yourself first, you don't have anything of worth or value really to hand other people except you know your past experiences and and it feels to me as though that is a wonderful foundation to draw from but at the same time you you are still healing yourself and there is a healing process ongoing and i would say probably for the next 
month and a half, possibly two months, you need to really focus on, on taking your taking care of yourself, getting yourself back into where you need to be in order to pursue not the not only the dreams, but the goals that you came into this 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 uh, this particular reality to achieve. And, and the dreams are part of that, of course. But, but it seems to me as though the next couple of months are times to, you know, look at your diet, look at the amount of water you're drinking, look at, you know, you, you have, you know, all the right things to do. Let's start doing them a little bit more. Can you relate yes. to that? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. All righty. Everything I'll be doing to get inside to take care of myself. All right, I'm gonna so, pass you over to gonna pass you over to Betsy and see what she can add to that. Okay. Hi. What was your name again, Debbie? Diana. Diana. I have a I have a sister on the other side named Debbie. Oh, okay. Uh, well that's interesting. Okay, because uh, I just got a card. The card I got was about uh, somebody being a guide to you and I and I came up with the name Debbie. How about that? All right. Right. Both very, yeah, very good. <laughs> so, so Debbie is, uh, gee, I, I'm getting goosebumps on that one. Uh, Debbie is um, saying, uh, "Let me be your teacher. Let me guide you. Let me, let me be your light. Uh, you know, listen, listen to what I have to say, uh, and let that just uh, sit with you for a while. And sometimes you, um, you think that your 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 thoughts are just willy nilly, but they really they, they aren't willy nilly. You're hearing something that your sister is telling you." And usually it's full of love. And um, I think that you're going to be going through um, uh, some kind of, are you, do you have a job? Do you work in the workforce? Nope. Well, actually, I just started Social Security, but there will be jobs. <laughs> okay. There will always so, be I jobs. Think some, I, think I think something's going to change for you in terms of the job, um, the job area. Uh, I think it's going to be um, perhaps uh, scary at first, but um, worth the effort. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be something, some, something, something in the career, career path. Some, something in the career in your career path, whatever that is. I don't know what your career path you know is, but I'm saying there's going to be some sort of uh, self awakening or uh, realization. Um, it's going to maybe take you, uh, you know, some of the ideas you had in the past are sort of going to crash down. And what's going to happen is you're going to have new ideas to deal with and new reality, new new feelings of what's real to you and what isn't. Maybe it has to do with your sister and uh, some sort of communication she's trying to make with you. And um, uh-huh. you have the in your family is um, you feel like you're put in a position with your family that sometimes you have to make a choice that leave someone else behind and, and you don't like that so much? Yeah, I've already done that. Okay. I left I left all the haters of the spiritual people behind. Yeah, I did that. So you sort of taken a path that you needed to take for yourself. Yeah. Okay. I did that. Okay. I let um, go. And I wanted to um I wanted to uh pick up on something that Barbara was saying in terms of, of your health. Um it's about looking for the love in your life and stop focusing on where there isn't any love. In other words, sometimes we get caught so much on what we think isn't happening instead of focusing on what is happening. And my message tonight right. is to just 
focus on where the love is and forget about where it isn't. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. So she was the one holding my hand tonight. Then that was Debbie, huh? I think see, when so. I was a child, when I was a child, she held my hand. Like uh, I'd be five years old and wake up and somebody would hold my hand. I, so I figured, just when you said that, that must have been her holding my hand tonight. Here I'm now 62, no longer five, but you know, <laughs> I, she died right before I was born. I was mom was pregnant with me when she died. So I never really got to see her, but she was always a childhood friend. Okay. Thank you girls very, very much. I will go back to listening. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's funny because I called her Deb when I pulled her on the air. Isn't that weird? Well, I think Deb's working behind the scenes on both of us. Boy, I I would think so. (laughs) (laughs) Okie doke. So, um, so, so you know, we've 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 pulled in the fact that 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 spirit does talk to us, and and lots of people ask, and and I'll put it to you as well. Um, it's 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 a matter of how do you know when spirit's talking, and it isn't your it, it isn't your ego, uh, because spirit only speaks of love and respect and and gratitude and and. Uh, all the good things. And ego is always talking about the illusion, what you're going to get in the illusion, what you're going to get from somebody else, what you're going to get in the picture of life instead of uh, how you're going to grow emotionally. That's, that's the difference. Well, and also one of the, one of the things that people always ask me and, and, you know, um, it's a good question when, when they have a loved one that is passed over and, and so many people want so badly to to hear from the person that's passed over to um you know be able to uh communicate with them to to know that they're okay and 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 so many people come and and you know they will sit and cry and say he's been gone for six months or he's been gone for a year and i haven't heard from him he hasn't come to me how do i know if a loved one is trying to communicate with me i think that you just put your heart out there and you say um Ask a question and, and ask, ask the loved one a question. I, I'd like to urge the, when people, uh, the idea, this is the idea that um, has helped me. Uh, the illusion that we live in, the picture we see, isn't real. The only thing it is, that is real is the love that you have in your heart. That's the only thing real in me. That's the only thing real in you. That's the only thing real in everyone. So if you're dealing with the real and forget about the illusion of what you can see and what you can't see, uh, what you see is going to disappear anyway. It's just a short-term thing that, that we come here to play in this illusion where we see things and we feel things and we touch things. Uh, none of it lasts, and so it's uh, it's temporary. It's just an illusion. So if you think of, of your real connection with whoever you're trying to talk to is emotional, so it's the love you want to share with that person. So if you just say, I want to, you know, I want to share a few feelings with you, uh, how I feel or how I love you, and this, just wait and see what, you know, what comes into your head because spirit... Um, doesn't speak with a voice, it speaks with emotion. Yeah, I think that's what so many people have to understand. It isn't that, that Uncle Fred is going to necessarily, you know, pop into your head and say, hi, it's Fred here. Um, you'll get you'll get symbols, you'll get images, you'll get smells, you'll get scents, you'll, you'll get, um, you'll see things that will remind you of that person. There are, or music will play on the radio that you attribute to that person and... Right. and it's 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 you know we're dealing on on a a telepathic level here rather than on the physical level and exactly. and exactly 
So, yeah. so it's a it's a matter of being sensitive to the images, to the impressions that are being sent to us. I I want to go to to a couple of your books because you've chosen an amazingly, I think, brilliant way to to teach the, some of the spiritual laws that are out there. Those of illusion, those of you know the mirror, the uh, the law of reflection, and stuff like that. And you've done it through through channeling. Um, your stories are are um, uh, well explained. Uh, the 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 illusion book. I dropped down that, so I, I want to be able to pull up the name of the book. Um, I've read three of your books, and and they you know they kind of now all blend together. So <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Um, walking through illusion. Um, all my books happen the same way. I, when I. Um, I just I don't know how it ha- I don't know how it happens because I it's the same way it happens for an artist. Where does an artist get their image that they put on paper? It comes through them somehow, and they they have that image. They see it and then they put it on paper. But if you ask them where it comes from, they wouldn't be able to tell you any more than I can tell you how you know the process of how it happens. Uh, or a musician, um, uh, a musician may hear. A tune, he hears a tune in his head. Where does that come from? It's just there. And then he interprets that into to a guitar or a piano or whatever. And the creation, and then the creation is. But, um, and that's what happens to me. I sit down and I, I say I'm ready to, my spirit knows I'm ready to write when I sit down and I, and I, and I, and, the, and it just comes to me. So I can't explain how that happens because i haven't the faintest idea how it happens it just happens like same thing for a musician for an artist for even for someone who's uh, handy with tools in fact my son said to me one day you know cars talk to me he knows everything about cars he can drive a car and he can tell by driving the car what's wrong with the car he said cars talk to me so i mean <laughs> I, I was floored when he said that but i loved hearing that because it's communication with uh you know it's communication of a kind that i couldn't do but he can do it well and you know it's it's sort of like there's a knowingness and and it's it's really it's amazing um how how things pop up and and you know for me there is a sense of of um often with plants i know when a plant needs something i know when a plant's happy and when it's not so it's energy it's it's energy and it's reading energy and and so many people you know when you're dealing with metaphysics and 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 the non-physical world in reality you have to understand it's not the you know the, the 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 solid stuff. It's it's the imagery. It's the essence that you're that you're that you're interpreting and that you're drawing from. When readers read read other people, they're sharing energy with them. They're not. It, we don't get a, a typed out text on a PDF file. Yeah, I love, I love that you brought up the plants, Barbara. I love that because I don't have a green thumb at all. I can't sense that at all, and yet you can. So we come here with with different ways are different gifts within us and everybody has their own particular way of of uh, sensing that energy and 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 using it in this in this game we're playing called humanness and um so uh if somebody came to me and said well how can i find my gift i would say just love what is love who you are today because as you love who you are today tomorrow you are you are a deeper and and more insightful person 
Mm-hmm. And, and it's true. And, and it's, it's so many people think that, that becoming psychic is something that you learn. It's not. It's something that you are and that you embrace and that you, and will, that you allow. And that you yeah. Allow. Yes. And that's that's the big word. And it, it's uh, I mean, we all have we all have the abilities, you know, in our DNA. And it's a matter of is it going to be triggered? Is it going to be activated this lifetime? And it certainly can be. But it takes work on the self. And, and I think you you brilliantly, you know, show people how how that that if they want to make changes, they change themselves. And and. You know, explain how your books happen, because I think it's a fascinating story. Well, um, what part of that, that did you want to hear about? Well, it, it just it's sort of like you have you had wisdoms to share. You didn't know how to share them. And suddenly you're 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 channeling Jesus talking about his disciples and, and, and how reflection and illusion happened in their lives and how they came to change their lives and accept the responsibility for dealing with their lives. How did that evolve? I mean, not everybody. What what happened was when I knew that I was going to be using the gift again and I started using it, um, I asked myself the question, what is it, you know, if I have this gift and I can ask a question uh, and I can learn something, I don't know, who is it I want to, what, who, who, what do I want to really know? And what I, what came to me right away was I would really like to know about Jesus himself as a person when he lived his life. I would like to know about him. And so it was like, it was like, for instance, I just, and I don't know how, you know, I get frustrated because it's hard for me to explain, but I just sat down and I said, I would like to know about you. And I asked the question, I asked the question through on my computer, like typing it or writing on a piece of paper. And then I, I waited for the answer to come and it just, I just heard it in my head. I, I mean, that's that's the way it happened. It just, it just, and when I was very surprised by the, what I was hearing, because it was certainly against everything I had been taught when I was young about uh, Jesus's life and 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 uh, the people he knew, I, I was, it was sort of, uh, oh my God, is this? Can I can I trust what I'm hearing? Because it was so, <laughs> so different, you know. But I just, I, I gave myself this wonderful. Um, uh, reassurance to myself I just took the stance that I'm doing this for me I don't have to share this with anybody because that's mm-hmm. where you get scared when you start to do this kind of work well what if somebody thinks this you know you know challenges me on this or what if somebody challenges me on that because you're not used to doing it and you and you get afraid that maybe you're doing you're writing something wrong so I just said I'm not going to show this to anybody I mean I don't have to ever show this somebody it can be just for me and from just giving me that myself that privilege the whole book just unfolded like crazy yeah and and it does and that's I think what what is it, it is hard to explain to people because um you just know something and you know it, it wasn't really important that you be absolutely meticulously accurate it was the message that was coming across that, that that you illustrated so beautifully yeah you know you can talk to people about the universal laws but you've illustrated them uh, amazingly well and in that in, in the way that you have illustrated them it it, it gives people something to compare uh, compare to and reflect upon within their own lives uh, you know, accepting responsibility, loving yourself. Um, if you if you give something unconditionally, it, it absolutely returns to you. Not necessarily immediately, but it does. There is a, you know, there is a return that that you you never. 
my my grandmother used to say, and she was not into this stuff at all. I think I think she's probably twirling in her grave a lot, um, knowing what what I'm up to and my sister is up to. But happily, she's passed over, so she doesn't have to know. Um, well, she knows from the other side. But yeah. she her her saying was, "The love in your heart wasn't put there to stay. Love isn't love till you give it away." And yeah. And it's the it's it's about every gift that you have. When you share it unconditionally, it comes back to you. And and when it, it, you you can't be looking for the return, you know, gifts have to be unconditional. You have to totally release them, and then gifts come back to you at another time frame when you most need them. Usually, right. And and it's you know you're paying forward, and yeah. and your book just um, the. Um, the one, the one that I, I, I can't say I liked any better than others because they were all so unique. But, but what I found fascinating was that that you're definitely utilizing the universal laws here, and you're putting them out here, and they're the important ones. They're the ones that people really should know about. I mean, all of them are important, but but the law of reflection and the law of illusion are are just. I mean, they're ones that people should really pay attention to and investigate and learn about because they can change and shift your life and your perspective so immensely that it's unbelievable. And even though you know the philosophy, do you always walk it? <laughs> well, I try to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I sometimes just, I'm human like everybody else, and sometimes I forget. I always come back to the truth eventually, but sometimes it, take one, it will take me longer than other times. But I just wanted to say, if people can, if you can remember that your feelings are out there for everyone to feel. You cannot hide your feelings. Uh, you can pretend you don't feel a certain way, but the person feels how you feel anyway, because feelings are community. You're always communicating with other people in terms of your feelings, because that's the real part of you. And I have a wonderful example of this, of how this worked for me in my job. Um, I had a, at one point, I had somebody I was working with who I really could not get along with. I was having a hard time with this person, and I would go home every night, and I would talk about how did this person ever get this job how did you know how did she ever she's so in, she's so not capable she doesn't do a good job I went on and on with myself about this person and although I never said anything to her she could feel my opinion and so it, she felt it and then she would get defensive without even realizing why she was getting defensive and so I I went home one night and I said wait a minute I had to put my money where my mouth is and and, and ask myself what I'm doing this creating, you know, contributing to this relationship being so difficult. And so I realized that what I was doing was focusing on the negative over and over and over and over. And so I had to and I said to focus on what was what was positive about this person, what they did do well instead of what they didn't do well, how they were nice at sometimes instead of how they weren't nice. And as I did this for over a period of about two weeks, by the end of the two weeks, the relationship had completely changed because my attitude had changed and therefore she felt it and responded to it. So I mm -hmm. didn't ever say a word to her one way or the other. It was all through what we felt from each other back and forth. Wow. Well, it's just, it, it, you know, when, when people are having issues, when they complain about other people and, and, you know, it's like you're, it's a reflection of the people you draw to yourself are a reflection of parts of you. They are, exactly. They are a mirror of you. If you do not like the people in front of you, it isn't about telling yourself that you need somebody else. It's about seeing what they reflect 
what what it is about them that is you that is reflecting something to you that you need to know about yourself. And this comes mm-hmm. back to the idea that we talked that you talked about in the beginning about everything is everything sources from you outward. In other words, creationism is from inside out, not outside in. So if you want to create a different situation with this person, then start sending them loving thoughts. Start finding what you like about them. Start looking for what's good about them instead of focusing on everything that you think is wrong with them. Because this is the only way you'll change the situation. And if you think that it's going to change if another person comes into your life, wrong. Because if you were doing that with the last person, you'll do the same thing with the next person until you realize that you are the one who needs to change the way you are reacting to other people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's what that's what I find so fascinating is that, you know, we really are in control. We really do have the ability to uh, I mean, we are given the tools to make the changes that that we we think we want. And, you know, not not always, um, you know, not not always does it quite work that way, but um but we don't always use the tools. And, and Every, it, Everyone is a gift. Everyone is a gift that we, comes into our life. Uh, and if we look at them as a gift, that, it, that someone who is doing a service instead of a disservice, uh, that's when you really start to grow. Yeah, and it's, it's I, I think that, that what I'm seeing today uh, with people that, that I'm coming in contact with is that people are, are kind of coming out of a, a stupor they, they, they are no longer apathetic. They care. And, and so many times they complain about the situations they're in, but, but they've created them. And they create them so that they can grow. And yeah, if you this, look, this works on the mass consciousness, consciousness too, Barbara, because um, the citizens of our country can wish for a, a, a government that balances the budget and it's, it's fiscally responsible, but it's not going to happen until the people in this country are doing the same thing because we're getting our mirror. Exactly. The They're mirroring that, you know, they mass, the government reflects the mass consciousness. So when the mass, mass consciousness changes to um, being fiscally responsible, uh, uh, not blaming other people for everything that happens, um, then the government will, re- will, 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 be, will elect people who reflect that mentality. So even yeah. when it comes to the government, it comes to each one of us living as the person we want other people to be. Yes, and well, it, that's that's what relationship is too. You know, you you want a soulmate. You become that person that you want to attract into your life. Yeah. And 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 so many people, you know, especially women, will say to me, "Well, I need so I need to have someone in my life to complete me." And you know, I just look at them and say, "If you don't feel complete, don't go looking. You'll you'll attract people who aren't complete, you know, as well." Yeah, I, I always tell people to write down, uh, take a piece of paper, and and don't trust this to your head. Write it down, um, naming all the qualities you want to have in a person comes into your life, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's a business partner, whatever it is, write down all the qualities you want this person to have. And then after you after you get your list, whether it's five things or 30 things, um, take each, each thing that you wrote down that you want the other person to be and start being that person, because that's the only way you'll attract that person into your life. And if you, if you aren't being the person you, you, you write down on this list that you want to meet, then the person you want to meet is off meeting somebody else who reflects him or her, not mm-hmm. you. 
So this is this is all again about the idea that we started with that you create your own reality in that you attract back to you the energy you are putting out there. And this even goes for if you don't know a person, if you're talking about someone you don't know, someone you haven't even met, um, that energy that you're putting out there is traveling to that person. If they're even if they're in Europe, even if they're outer, in outer space, even if they're on the other side, that energy is going to them. Uh, because there's no, there's no, there's nothing that keeps that energy from going. You can't keep energy in a space called matter. It just, it just, it doesn't work that way. Uh, the energy is everywhere. The energy, everything is energy, and and that, and we are all one. So within that oneness, you are finding the people, or you are affecting the people who are in that oneness, and that's the kind of even if you don't draw um, nastiness back from the person in Europe that you don't even know that you're talking about. That is your energy, and so therefore that is the energy you will draw back to you in other people. Exactly, and and that is such an important lesson for today. Everyone sit and and, and everyone is sitting in judgment of everyone else just about. So so the element of judgment is coming in here. You know, I can't be with this person because I'm more evolved than them. Or I deserve better than this, so I am going to try to make this person into somebody that would be perfect for me. I mean, it's, it's, you, you, we can't do that. Well, but, if you try doing it, you'll be doing it for the rest of your life. Because uh, people don't come here to be the person you want them to be. They come here to be the person they need to be. Uh, and you and the same thing goes for you the same thing goes for me we come here to be the people we need to be and and if you try to change people people you can't change people even if you want to and why would you want to they have their own lives to live and their own pe- their own growth to live uh, and and uh, and and if, if you want to change them all you do is attract people into your life who want to change you exactly and and that's why people don't pay attention to this mirror and, and, and the mirror is, it's, it's there, it's in your face all the time. If you don't like what you see, if you don't like where you are, you have the ability to change it. And then the next thing people will say to you is, so, all right, smarty pants, how do I change it? And, and so I put it to you, but I won't call you smarty pants. So, okay, um, a person comes to you and they don't like their situation in life and you say you need to change yourself. How do people change themselves? They, become, I mean, they turn themselves into the person they want to meet. Uh, you, you want to meet somebody who lives with integrity, then live with integrity. You want someone who has, who has, who's very loyal, then be loyal. And, and that doesn't mean that you just be loyal to one person. It means that you have as your, in your aura, the, the idea of loyalty, uh, that you're going to be loyal to people, that you're going to, uh, not speak badly about your friends because you know you, if you have friends and you speak badly about them with someone else or you gossip then it, it, pretty soon you're the one that gets gossiped about that's just how it works exactly and i think you know i think you you've really specifically put that's what i was looking for the the fact that you you are looking for a person to live your life with and these are qualities that you want them to have those are qualities that you apply to every single aspect of your life not just relationship in in other words the integrity go towards goes towards the person who checks out your food at the grocery store the the mailman the the garbage collector um the stranger that you bump into by accident it, it's you apply it to every aspect of your life not just anybody that might be relationship oriented you don't change a part of your life you change the whole life right 
And, you know, I, I love to use examples of my life because uh, I think it's helpful to see that the, the process that I went through or, and still go through. And I, I had a, I had a, um, I had a good friend who was um, uh, making choices that I didn't think were very smart. And I was sort of telling her how to, <laughs> how to what decisions she should be making instead. And um, so then I started noticing that somebody I was working with was being extremely patronizing toward me. And I was furious, you know, I was furious mm-hmm. because for me it was all about the other person changing and not being patronizing. But I, I came home from work and I said, and I, and I you know, this is the, the time that when I, after I experience it, I come back and I go through it. Now, wait a minute. Uh, okay, so how do I feel? I feel patronized. I feel belittled. I feel um, like this person doesn't have enough faith in me. Uh, and, and all those feelings. And then I said, now, who have I done this to? I actually go through this exercise. Who have I done this to? And the second I say that to myself, it comes to me who I was doing it to. And I realized that when I was belittling my friend, I was, I was sort of insulting her by saying I didn't have faith in her, 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 her wisdom. Uh, I didn't you know, believe that she could iron this out without me guiding her, which is ridiculous. And so uh, I called her immediately and I told her, um, you know, I, I just want to apologize and I have complete faith in you making the, the, the best decision for you. And I just want to tell you, tell you, you have my support, whatever you decide to do. And when I went back to work, this person didn't change, uh, but I had changed. So mm-hmm. the, get, the judgment just sort of bounced right off me or the, the patronization just sort of bounced right off me. I noticed it, but I didn't care anymore. It didn't impact me emotionally because I had healed that emotional problem within me. And so, therefore, it was like we all have this aura uh, that, that is around us, and, and within that aura are all the di- ideas that we're putting out into the universe. So if an idea comes towards you that you haven't put out, you don't feel it. It doesn't impact you. It sort of bounces off your aura. You notice it, and you see it, and you say, oh, there it is, but it doesn't impact you. Just sort of kind of like been there, done that, let's move on. Yeah, or you just notice it. You, you notice it's happening, but it doesn't, it doesn't touch you emotionally. Yeah, it's a it's a tough place to be. It really is. When when, and you you went through a very very difficult time in your life, and and you, you know, everybody has a different way of coming into what I would call enlightenment, and it doesn't mean we know everything. It just means we have a better idea of where to go for help. And, it, knows, and it means we know ourselves better, Barbara. That's yeah. what it means. We know, well, know ourselves better because when you do that inner study of of remembering that that everything sources within, it it forces you to get to know yourself better. And it's not about getting down on yourself. It's just about honesty. Uh, And, you know, I don't think um, that spirit ever wants you to say, oh, I'm a horrible person, because this is just a process. You know, we come here to play and to learn into this human game and it's all a process and so it's not about getting down on yourself and then feeling guilty about this and feeling guilty about that it's just about acknowledging it and moving on oh yeah no that's that that certainly is the important part of it and and it's it's you know you kind of we become better people we become happier and that's you know and that's another thing you know people just you know i just want to be happy and and being happy means that that you are paying attention to how you're impacting other people, and that's that's important. Yeah, I, I learned something really important when I heard this phrase or this message that um, the universe thinks everything is love. So therefore, 
if I'm expressing myself, the universe thinks that I'm expressing my definition of love. So if I am being, as I was, patronizing to this person regarding her journey and her path, the universe said to itself, oh, well, Betsy thinks patronization is love. So let's give her lots more of that back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it does. It does. It, that, that reflection every now and then is terribly embarrassing. <laughs> I know. But it's, it's only embarrassing until you acknowledge it and, and are able to do something about it. Uh, because until I said to myself, yes, I drew that to me because I was patronizing. I had the power to stop being patronizing. If I, if, if I didn't acknowledge that it started with me, then I would have continued to, to receive. I would have continued to treat my friend the way I was. And I would have continued to have the patronizing person bugging me every day. So um, mm-hmm. I was the one who had to say, wait a minute. I began this. So it has to end. It began with me. So it ends with me. Yeah, I, I often tell people that, you know, when they say everybody gives me their problems but doesn't re- doesn't listen to, you know, how I can solve them. And the, the I said, well, you're not supposed to. The, the best answer is I, I really believe in you. You're a super person. I know you'll do the right thing at the right time in the right way. Yes, and isn't that what we want from everyone else? We just want them to believe in our, you know, to support us in the journey we're on. That's all oh, we want from other yeah. people. Absolutely. We're going to be shortly hearing some music and and that's going to tell us we're going into the break. I'm just kind of warning you because I have no idea when it's going to happen, but I do see (laughs) close to the top of the hour, but my clock and blog talk and not blog talk, but freedom slips clock is, is different, different than mine. So, um, when it happens, uh, you know, we will take a three to five minute break and then we'll be back and we'll keep going. I think that from your message is so important and um it, it just to me it's like um it, it it it's 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 important to get it out there and no matter and if we can say it you know 12 million billion times in different ways and hit different people i i think it's really really important um do want to add that um um, well, I wrote a book about. Um, the, the, you didn't, I don't think you mentioned it in the in the, um, in the intro, but I bought, I wrote a book called the What Happens If I Book, and it's uh-huh. all about all the questions I had. What happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? And um, so we can talk about that and how um, each chapter is like you know what what happens if I can't create without fear? What happens if I think I have to be perfect? What happens if I do what I love but the money doesn't come? All the things that we ask ourselves. What happens if I don't pay back my loans? <laughs> <laughs> I can take what happens there, um, <laughs> but but after we after the break, um, we are we are going to be taking readings. If you want to call in for one, the number is three one zero four two one four zero five three or three three seven three three five zero zero eight five. Apparently, there are technical stuff. There is technical stuff going on all over the place. So. Um, you know, we are we are just by the seat of our pants, sort of. But at least we've got Patrick here, so he will make sure that we don't, you know, go into the void and not talk to anybody. To um, the degree that I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only reason that you're you're in the position you're in is because you are the best there is. So. Well, thank you. Well, I, I do trust that no matter what happens, you will be able to either solve it or take the credit for it. So There you go. 
Hey, here it comes. Here's our music. We'll be back in three to five, people. And we are back. Barbara, are you on mute? Betsy, can you hear? I'm here. I'm here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I forgot to unmute. Uh, can you hear me now? Certainly can. Okie dokie. So I will, I will welcome people back again and mention that if you like what you're hearing, click over to the support page and make a donation to help us keep this amazing station up and running. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com is totally listener supported and from the owner to the host to the producers who we can't live without to the staff all are working here because we love the work and are dedicated to putting out quality material for all of you. Be it large or small, every donation is greatly appreciated and helps us all keep on supplying information and material to educate and enlighten you. And that isn't found anywhere else. So everything is so greatly appreciated. So help us out here because, uh, you know, without you guys, there is no show. But without you guys, there is no show, literally. So we're doing free readings. Also, we're talking to Patsy um, Otter Thompson. And if you want a reading, you can call in at 310-421-4053 or 337 Three three five zero zero eight five. We just Betsy. got a caller. Oh, son of a gun! Hi, caller. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing fantastically well. How can we help? I the question I want to ask is, um, I want to know um, what happened to me. Um, what changes would I have to make in myself so it would never happen again? Okay. Um, I'm going to throw this to Betsy because I think she's probably better prepared to answer it than I am. Betsy? Okay. What is your name again? Helen. Helen? Okay. So something happened to you and you don't want it to ever happen again, right? <laughs> That's and, right, and, and, I, and I take full responsibility for it. You know, I, I take uh, full responsibility, uh, okay. and I want to change it, whatever I have to change in my personality. Okay, so tell I, me how. When, okay, tell me what when this thing happened to you. How did it make you feel? A lot more reflection uh, with uh, in the dynamics of uh, of uh, society of the. Uh, of the um, the dynamics of the relationship. Okay, so uh, wait a minute. I'm going to stop you here because your t reflection is not an emotion. You have to give me an emotion. How did you feel? Okay, a, a deep sad. Okay, a deep sadness and um, a deep sadness and compassion and understanding compassion. that. Wait a minute. Compassion for who? The other part, a person. You felt compassion for the other person. And what did you and feel? Also for myself. Okay, and what and what other emotions came up? You you said you felt what? Sad, sadness, compassion. You felt um, sadness for yourself. Uh, for both. Okay, what did you feel? Forget about the other person. What did you feel? Sadness. Uh, okay, sadness. Uh, and some, you must some, have probably Helen, guilt. Helen, you must okay, guilt. 
Okay, Gil. Okay, so you must have had, if you, want, if you don't want this to ever happen again, you had some really strong emotions around it. And those really strong emotions are what, you, what I want you to tell me. What, the, what were those really strong emotions that you had that you don't want it to ever happen again? Loneliness, regret. Okay, loneliness, regret. Okay, what else? Guilt, did you say uh, guilt? Understanding. Okay, and I think you said um, guilt before, right? Sorry, what did you say? Didn't you say you felt guilty? Uh, 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 yes. Okay, there guilt. Was, there was some guilt. Okay, so you felt lonely, you felt uh, you regretful, you felt guilty, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, what was that one? Sorry. Well, wasn't there wasn't there anger too? I'm seeing anger here as well. Yes, was there it? would have been some anger as well, Barbara. Okay, so you felt frustration, little... frustration, frustration. Okay, wonderful. Okay, now. Uh, I want you to, after you talk, stop talking to us, write these feelings down. And what you need to ask yourself is, because you felt these feelings so powerfully, you felt regretful, you felt guilty, you felt angry, you felt frustrated. I, and you can do this on your own. You don't have to do it in front of us. You don't have to tell us. But you need to do it for yourself. What you need to do is ask yourself, who have I made feel guilty? Who have I made feel angry? Who have I frustrated? Who have I made feel regretful? Because they are the answers to never having it happen again. If you can tell you, if you can ask yourself in the privacy of your own self, when you are by yourself, if you can say, okay, I made this person feel angry one time. I made this person feel guilty. uh, Because that's why you had these strong emotions when it happened. Because those 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 feelings were all in your aura telling the universe that it's okay to give those feelings and therefore they were coming back to you. Now, and I, I agree with that. Now, I, I okay, I, I attended something and we were encouraged to, you know, uh, spell it out, puke it up, whatever you want. Now, but I am learning now that maybe that was not the best way to do things. It's only about admitting to yourself, Helen, what you put out to other towards other people, and you don't even have to. You don't have to share that with them. Don't be ashamed of it. It's just part of being human. It's part of growth. But this is how you get past not receiving it again. Because if you don't put those feelings out towards other people, you won't feel them again. Because you're putting out a different emotion. In other words, when you know that you have um, you have caused someone to feel frustrated and you know that you have caused someone to feel guilty, then you have the power to stop doing it. That's right. Okay? And the power, yes. this is all about giving you the power and taking over, you taking the power of knowing that if I created those feelings, then I can create something else. Yeah, I, can I, I want to step in here, too. Um I'm looking, I, I agree with everything Betsy's saying. I mean, that's, that's, that's absolutely wonderful, valid information. I'm sensing also that, that you are an amazingly empathic person so that you, you sense the feelings of other people and you want to help them. Okay. And, and you, you, you tend to not 
and and it it that I, of all of the gifts one can be given, empathy is one of the hardest I think to deal with, because much as you see and feel what's going on in other people, um, you take it into yourself, and 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 a, a true empath has to be able to channel it through and not hold on to it, and and the reality here is that that we are here here as individuals to grow individually we aren't meant necessarily to heal other people we are meant to heal ourselves and so with this gift of empathy where you where you you know you 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 are so compassionate and you want to take care of other people you you it, it's hard to not it's hard to realize that what you're sensing is something inside of you that needs to be fixed as opposed to you trying to fix other people and that's where i feel you may stumble into um you know getting stuck in in goop because because um while, while you're recognizing it and feeling it you want to help them to heal themselves and you can't mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does that make sense that, to you that. I mean, you've narrowed it to, to I feel, even beyond the, the other feelings I, I expressed. The main root of it was because of empathy. Okay, so you have this talent and this gift. Instead of, instead of regurgitating it out, because, you know, as an empath you are going to feel more strongly and deeply than a lot of other people. So so recognize that you are sensing something inside of yourself and instead of trying to help the other person, you know, sit back and say, okay, where and and and, and I, I send you then back over to everything Betsy said. Why why is this feeling washing over me? Why am I resonating to it so tremendously? Is there a place in my life where I need to correct things? And and then look for them and, and exactly the experience, the, the things that she listed for you, apply them. But, but understand that, that, that you are probably always going to, re- especially crowds must be hell for you, by the way. Um, I'm sorry, what did you say? Crowds must be hell. Mm-hmm. You, you probably come home and want to take a shower. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, I don't know of any way of turning off empathy. I think it's a wonderful gift and a talent, and it would make you a phenomenal counselor, but only if you only listen and you don't try to tell people how to solve their own problems. You need to address yourself to you more than other people. It, it isn't about fixing anybody else. That it's always about uh, reflecting on self, and don't feel, don't judge yourself for having all these feelings, Helen. The judgment has no place in this at all. Don't judge yourself for being angry. Don't judge yourself for being frustrated. Just say it's just a feeling. You know, feelings come and go, and it's just a feeling, and it's not very comfortable. That's why. Um, that's why. You know, we've gone through it, and we want to help you get through it too. We don't want to feel angry and frustrated either. And so, you know. It's about looking at yourself and saying, where have I given that to somebody else? And, and or, you know, trying to fix is a good word because we all we all have gone through that. I can promise you we've all gone through phases of trying to fix people. But people don't need to be fixed. The thing is, they don't need to be fixed because they're on a path that is right for them uh, and they need it or they wouldn't have it. And it's about trusting that their souls know what they need for this journey. And our soul knows what we need, but we don't know for them. Unfortunately, 
<laughs> but but we draw to ourselves people that that need to hear what we need to hear. So um, you know, I, I would send you to your mirror and look at yourself and say, okay, this resonates to me. How and where does it resonate, and how can I fix myself? So so it's 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 an amazing gift that you've got. And the best way to to help other people is to listen, but not react. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. they they don't want you to tell them what to do. They really want want you to just listen. And listening you can do, but they also are a gift to you to tell you you know what to look for inside of yourself. That's why I love doing readings because um, it gives me the, the it it teaches me that there are things within myself that I still need to deal with you know, duh. And, and it, it, it gives me directions as to what, where to look for them. Um, so, so actually all of, all of the calls that I get, all of the, all of the readings that I do are, are a wonderful form of, of personal therapy for me. We're all learning is, together. If, it, if you didn't mirror us in some way, Helen, we wouldn't be on the phone together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. while you're, while we're trying to help you, you're trying, you're helping us too. After all, we're all mirrors of each other tonight. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 in essence, you know, you're you're enforcing what we've been saying all along. It's 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 your job to take care of you, to make yourself a better person. Because when you do that, then you draw to yourself other people, and and you also become a living example of walking your talk, which is you know crucial in order for the world to become a better place. You can, you can also ask yourself, Helen, what do I wish this other person had done in that situation? You know, what do you wish they had said or how do you wish they had behaved in the situation? And, and that's how you need to behave. In other words, if they made you feel guilty, then you, you need to not make other people feel guilty. If they made you angry, then you need to not make other people feel angry. That's, that's how it works because uh, once, once, you, once you take the power and say, okay, I can change it. It isn't up to other people. It isn't, you know, people aren't, it isn't the people that are making me angry or frustrated. It's the only, it's the frustration and anger I gave to others that is making me feel frustrated and angry. I know that's hard to see at first, but if you try it just a little bit at a time, you know, progress doesn't happen overnight. Um, we all grow as fast as we can and, and, and as slow as we can, and it's fine. It doesn't matter how fast you grow. Or it, the fact that you want help is the biggest and the most important step of all. Absolutely. And, and so often judgment is connected to anger or anger is connected to judgment. It, it seems to mm-hmm. be a, a, a vicious circle or cycle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I, you know, I, I've been in this field for for 50 years, um, Betsy's been in it for a long time too. And, and, you know, that's something that we're all constantly working on. It's, it's not that, that, you know, that I have achieved mastery over any of this stuff. I'm still working on all of it too. When and we stop working, when we don't need to work on it anymore, we leave here. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have more to learn, we wouldn't be here. Right. I am so very glad I have so much work to do. It's unbelievable. <laughs> then you'll be here a long time. Yes, I plan it, as it. Judgment, I see that as part, in particular, certain professions as well. Uh-huh. 
that we that we get stuck on in that judgment area. Yeah. Yes, we do. And politics. We get stuck in judgment and politics too. <laughs> Instead of just saying, you know, what's happening in politics is what needs to happen. That's, and if the people want it to change um, the politicians, then they need to be the people they want the politicians to be. Yes. What is? And and that just sort of that just sort of erases judgment. You know, it's like they're on a path too, and um, it's just about you know. And you know the thing is, if you be the person you want those people to be, they don't bother you anymore because they they don't have qualities that are reflecting in you, they reflect something about you. I know it sounds like in theory this sounds like can it really work this way? You just have to prove it to yourself because I know I heard a lot of theories, but it wasn't until I proved to myself that they worked that it really sunk in. I've seen it work. Uh, I I saw it work in the the last little while um, uh, when um, I had gained, elevated myself to some of the things that you're telling me to, to, to uh, you know, to do and, um, and, and not to say, but, to, you know, just observe and not to change. And I, I saw a, much more of a harmony near the end. Good. Wonderful. That's what you're after. That's what yeah, we're but, all after. Yeah, but but don't don't worry. There's always another challenge around the corner. <laughs> There's a lot of them. <laughs> and, well, you know what happens is um, spirit says, "Oh, she gets that. Wonderful. Now she's ready for the next uh, growth spurt." Exactly. Yeah. And and that's the happy part of all of this. And and I think that when we start to recognize that this journey is is first of all one that we charted for ourselves and and second of all that 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 we haven't really put anything out there that is going to be too difficult for us to be able to achieve that that when you know that there 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 may be a problem there may be an issue but you know that you have the answer inside of you because you posed the question and you can't pose the question if you don't know the answer one one thing that you did mention is uh, taking care of you. I you know I, I in an era I have been brought up in an era where that was not uh, that was frowned upon that was not not accepted, and um, I think there's a balance there too of how much you should look after. Is there not a balance of how much you can look after yourself? Yes, growing and learning and expanding, yes. But um, being uh, uh, taking care of you, what does that mean? Could it be developing uh, more of an ego rather than having um, being more self-centered, too self-centered? It's not being selfish. It's surviving and and. If you don't really take care of yourself on an emotional and a psychic and, and, and a metaphysical and a physical level, um, if you don't take care of yourself, you have nothing of worth to share with other people. Mm-hmm. So people, in order people learn from example, people learn from example, if they see you living a happy life and see you uh, being kind to yourself and being loving to yourself, that gives them the opportunity to see what they're looking for. Somebody who is uh, taking care of themselves, that is, that is helping others when it's when it when it's OK to 
you know, when it's comfortable to do so. But sacrifice doesn't come into this, Helen. It's not healthy no. to sacrifice. It's not yeah, healthy the, to sacrifice. The, the, the martyr club has been closed for a very long time. Yeah. Oh, it didn't close with me all the time. <laughs> it did close a long time ago. Nobody, look at it this way. Nobody likes to be around a martyr. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so if you are one, nobody's going to like to be, want to be with you. No, no. So, so it's about it's a balance, and and I, I think that that in in a lot of cases you take a look at you know is do I have time for myself? Am I doing some things that 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 I enjoy doing that give me joy? And and if you are constantly focusing on other people, you're totally out of balance. But but if you if you if you make time, if you balance yourself so that you have me time, and then you have the rest of the world time, then 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 you are capable and able to function. If you are out of balance, all you do is shove other people out of balance too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes and, what, what helps me is when I when I um, I'm in the middle of a conversation or I'm um, dealing with something, I I have I stop myself and I say, wait a minute, is this something I want to get back? And just as I ask myself that question, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think you've got a wonderful gift that, that, that is, you know, sometimes pretty heavy, but it's a great gift. And, and you, you have to know that just by listening to people share their difficulties with you, even if you don't give them any answers or directions, you have given them a gift. You have given them the, the absolute most precious thing you have to share with anyone, and that's time. You don't have to answer anything. You don't have to give them solutions. Just listening to them is a great gift in and of itself. And remember, Helen, you don't have their solutions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, too. Nobody has anyone, anyone else's solutions. So that's a good thing to remember, too. Nobody has your solutions, either. Mm-hmm. Well, you well, have you can a always, you, you you can always put a you know have you thought of this or have you thought about that and throw out a little bit like that. Could, could no, you no, no, you don't need to no. do that. No, just, just not, if, well. if, it's, if it's important to them, they'll think of it themselves, and and people do right. are much more likely right. to follow That's through true. when they thought of it instead of when you thought of it. Yes, I mean you better. can. You can always say, you know, what kind of what kind of solutions have you thought of? Have you mm-hmm. thought of everything? Are there other directions you could go? Um, and and if they say no, that, then they're meant to be in that in that place for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it's sort of like okay, so so maybe you're meant to develop patience at this point in time until other things open up for you. So no, if you start to give. I, I have found something that is very true of, and, and I don't mean to be sexist. It's it's, it, but but it, it's more. No, it's more true for men than it is for women, but it's true of women too. If you have what you feel is the most brilliant idea in the world for them, and you tell them about it, they will absolutely not take it up because it wasn't theirs, even though you got it from their energy field. If if they if they are inspired by it and it comes from them, they will manifest it. So, so, you know, give them the time in order to chew on things and, and, 
you know, find it inside of them. So if you can see it inside of them, then they most probably can too, given the time. But, but, you know, if you, if you know something that's so brilliant, you just, you just, you just want to, you want to tell them so bad you could scream, don't, because it means that they're very close to thinking of it themselves. Right, right. And once, another way you can share with other people is you can say, this is, you know, this is what happened, this is what happened to me one time, and this is what helped me. I don't know if it would help you or not, but it helped me. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it's not really about them, it's about you sharing a part of your life um, and where you felt you, you helped yourself and then you show them that they can help themselves too but right. don't make up a story if it hasn't no. happened to you don't say oh, no it has to be authentic yeah yeah mm-hmm. i hope we helped you did you made me think a lot good okay. that's good <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go back and just lay down and think about all what you said because i've been thinking of it the last little while okay Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank Bye-bye. you for Bye-bye. calling. Bye bye. She has some very good points, and being a being a, a natural empath makes it hard. Yeah. Um, you know that's, those. It's an interesting lesson that you have to learn about. Um, actually, sometimes I hear messages that are rather blunt to me. I'm like, <laughs> you don't know what that person's supposed to do. You don't know what that person is here to do. You don't know any history about that person. You don't know what they did in any past lifetimes. You haven't the foggiest idea what that person needs. So keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get do you ever get impressions or messages that you don't give? What do you mean? Well, do you ever, you know, if you're working with someone or if you're reading someone, do you ever get something that you just don't give because you don't feel it's appropriate? Um, if I don't feel it's appropriate, then it probably hasn't come from love. Okay. It's ego trying to butt in with something. That's a very good point. Um, I have I have found that usually if if I am giving a reading, I I tried, I I I I, I don't. I've, I've never gotten anything negative. So, you know, I, but, but that question has been posed at me, for, to me a number of times of late. And I, I'm just, and, and I, and I believe you've given the most appropriate answer that, yeah. that if nothing if, negative ever comes from spirit, um, it's ego trying to interfere with the message that gives the negativity. So even if I get a card when I'm reading somebody and it's one of the more difficult cards, I, I always, uh, um, work around it with a positive uh, vibe because uh, negativity never helps anyone. Mm-hmm. That's very very true. Um, I I think that that of the and and, and the th- the three books that I've you know I, I I've read Love Human and Walking Through Illusion and The Mirror Theory and they they all have a, a common thread. And, yes. And, and uh, and and I find you you've approached the same material in different ways, so that people are 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 drawn to um, what fits them the best. And it it's I I really thoroughly enjoyed all of them. I I think that that the one that that resonated resonated with me the most had to it, it was walking. Well, no, it wasn't the walking through illusion. It was the love human book because you do talk about who we are and where we come from and, and, you know, how, how we are meant to serve 
ourselves through the journey through this lifetime. Yes, we're all here in, as individuals. We're all uh, uniquely ourselves with our own history and our own um, uh, things we want to learn here. Uh, we gave ourselves the lessons we thought would work, and, and everybody else is doing the same thing. And, uh, you know, what we see in the picture sometimes looks so dramatic where the people are going through drugs or, or, or severe illness or stuff. It's hard sometimes to trust their soul believes that that's helpful or they wouldn't be experiencing it. But I, I truly do believe that. And I truly, I truly do believe that healing comes from within because I have, um, I, and I believe in Louise Hay's book, um, Heal Your Body. Uh, mm -hmm. I have it like my Bible. And um, I have gone to it and I have healed myself of things that I had in my mind and head that were diseasing, putting dis-ease in my body. And so I believe, I believe it works. And I believe that, it's, that, we, are, that we are more powerful than we ever deemed pos being possible. Oh, I totally agree with you on that one. And it, it, it really, it, it is... When when Louise Hay's book is is fabulous, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, I, when I came back from I can give you an example if you if you want to hear about it. But sure, I was I came back from California um, to where I grew up, and, and as soon as I came back, um, all the old grudges were coming up that um, were unresolved really before I left, and um, I started it started festering in me and festering in me. And, uh, and I, I developed a lump in my back and I have a lot of cancer in my family. So I went to the doctor immediately and she said, yes, you have your lump in your back and I want you to go in for a MRI tomorrow at the hospital. And I'm going to schedule it for you in the morning. And so I said, okay. So then I came home that night and I, and I looked in Louise Hay's book and for lumps, it's resentment and grudges. And so <laughs> I thought, well, Okay, so I did a meditation that night, and during the meditation, I was thinking of all the, the instead of all the, the angry things, I was thinking about um, all the things that these people had done to me in a positive way, you know, instead of always harping on what they had done to me that was hurtful, I started remembering what they had done to help me, and um, I started, um, you know, the, the, the positive started replacing the negative in my mind. And as and during the meditation, I felt this stream of creamy light come all the way up my body. It was the most miraculous feeling uh, because I had released it. And I had released it through tears and through prayer and through uh, seeing uh, where this had, where I had diseased myself, uh, mm -hmm. diseased my body. And so I went in for the next day for the MRI, and the doctor called me in the afternoon. She said, well, it didn't show up on the test, but I want you to go in for more tests. And so I said, well, before I do that, I have to tell you what happened. And so I told her what happened, and she said, well, come in and let me take a look. And I went in, and the, and the cyst or whatever it was was gone. And so I really believe that the, the, in everything is reflective. Even our bodies are reflective. So whatever my diseased thoughts I had in my head came out as disease in the body. So when I healed my head, the body followed. And that that's an amazing story. And I can certainly, I, I can relate to it, but, but I, I want people to understand that, that there's a difference between what you do in your mind and what you do in your emotional body. And you, you obviously were connected enough so that you were able to, to facilitate that release. Sometimes you, you can't 
think your way through evolution. You can you can flow with spiritual energy through evolution. You can allow the universe to open the pathway for you and you can move through evolution, but you can't it's not a thought process. I, I it's certainly we it's emotional process. Exactly. Yeah, and, it, and if you if you can't make that connection, then then you need to actually it's there. And it's certainly the bridge to it is is accessible to everyone. And yeah. everyone can make that connection. It's just that you obviously had an amazingly fabulous connection and were able to 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 do that process for others. It, it's something that that, you know, seeking that bridge to to the emotional, to the spiritual aspect of the self is is not a, an overnight process um, no it is and it wasn't for me either but it is it is about honesty uh, if you can be honest with yourself um in the privacy of your own home in your own room in your own real place where uh in and and not feel guilty about admitting to awful feelings because um it's the awful feelings that were doing me in they weren't hurting the other people i had the awful feelings about they were hurting me and mm-hmm. so i had to ask myself, you know, what's, you know, what's going on here? And what, and where is this, uh, what is what in my mind reflecting in my body? And that's really what it's all about. So when you clear the mind or the, or the, the thoughts, the thought process of, you know, changing your thought process to a healthy process instead of an unhealthy process. Oh yeah. And, and our bodies are so sensitive. They do give us messages all the time. Absolutely. And, and, you know, being, um, you know, not grabbing the ibuprofen or whatever, uh, you know, as rapidly, it's, it's important to understand um, what's going on. And, and I, I had, I guess, two years ago or so, um, my sister and her husband come for Christmas every year. And this, this one year, um, for some reason, there, there was some sort of tension, stress or whatever. And, and. By the second day they were here, I had a crick in my neck that was just so awful. It was, I mean, it was, it was so painful. I didn't know what to do. And and then when I finally realized my sister is becoming a pain in the neck. Yeah. And when I, when I realized that first I laughed at myself and then I thought, okay, so let's just laugh at the situation and not let the, the stress and the tension get to me because this is, this is painful. And, and as soon as I made that connection, the pain went away. Yeah. It was, it was a matter of, are you, are you, you know, do you see what's going on? And, and then, then it's, it's, it's an amazing process. It happened. You were must have been allowing her to be a pain in the neck. Oh yeah, I was. You were allowing her. So as soon as you disallowed her, then the body was fine. Yeah, and 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 Louise Hay's book comes in, and, and that's very effective as well. But when when there's something going on inside of your body, and and you you it, it seems to be preventing you from doing something, sometimes that means that that perhaps you weren't meant to do what it is you were about to do. I I know that I I I. I used to work fairs. I used to do 56 fairs a year and I didn't like doing them, but I did them anyhow because I knew the person who ran them and he was a good friend and I didn't want to let him down. But eventually I had an accident at one of the fairs and I was unable to do them. 
And it was <laughs> like, you know, the and the universe, it was it. the universe was saying to me, all right, dummy, you've been complaining. You didn't take it upon yourself to make the change and shift and to move. So we'll give you the reason. And so for for almost a year, I was, you know, rehabbing from the accident that I had. And when he said, are you coming back? I said, I don't think so. I can't afford to get hurt again. So <laughs> I love that story, Barbara. That's great. Because I, I believe that's the kind of stuff happens too. Sometimes you just have to say, wait a minute. You know, why oh. am I obviously bucking my soul? Oh, yeah. No, I got knocked to my I literally got knocked to my knees. I, I tripped over something. I did a 180 in the air and I landed on both knees on the solid concrete floor. And um, I did not. Nothing was broken. Bruised like crazy, but nothing was broken. Yeah. And it was like, OK, so if I decide to go back to the fairs, I got a feeling that the Next time I'll break something. So no thanks. I'll stop right here with this. And and it, it was I had been saying I need to get back to writing. I need to get back to doing other things. And so um, it was it was like I, I often tell people I need the two by four in the face because I don't take the subtleties the universe gives me. But if you learn to take the subtleties, <laughs> right? You, you you become more aware, and you become more aware after you have this understood how it happened, the, you know, the one time so that you're aware of the next time. Well, it's not as I, painful the next time. You don't wait as long. <laughs> well, no, I have to admit that, that, that there's a part of me that is aware that, that the ego is involved in a lot of this stuff, and therefore I don't want to let the ego be the one that makes the choices and decisions. So I usually want the universe to, to really, you know, take control of the situation. I'm not thrilled with the way it's done at the last couple of times. You know, so. that's so interesting that you have that story because I was doing fairs too. And, um, and I, I, I was feeling like some of the drives were almost too much for me, um, mm -hmm. to the fairs. And, um, what happens, what I, what happened was I developed arthritis in my hand so I couldn't hold the wheel. Ah, so that's a message too in its own little uh, well and yeah and and the universe really will um if if especially if you have said i don't want to do this anymore i need to stop it if you say it too many times and you don't actually act on it the universe will do it for you it just does it in a way that is you know usually a little more uncomfortable than if you had had um the the uh the the whatever to the actually self -love, the self love Yes, to, to put it in action. And, and you know, and since, since, you know, all of this has gone on, he's asked me back and I've said, you know, it's really better for me to do what I'm doing now than to come back and do the fairs. My, you know, it's kind of like that was a phase in my life that is over, but I'll continue to do the one that is in my neighborhood because I owe that to you. But, yeah. but I have other things that I have to do and, and. It was 56 days a year. It was every weekend just about. There was a fair or two. And so I felt my time was better spent in other places. And, and, uh, and so, so I was given. Soul. And so does your soul. I guess so. I, I guess so. And it does happen to us over and over again in our lives because we do, when we, when we know something is true and we're complaining about something and we know it's appropriate if we don't take action, action will be taken for us. But it's not it's not outside action, it's our soul setting something up. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree with so, you. You know, there's not a committee out there sitting and saying, well, she's waited this long, let's just give her an accident. Um, it's it's because I'm not a clumsy person. I don't fall. Um, but but um, that knocked me to my knees quite literally. And, uh, you know, they're both still functional and, you know, everything works. But um, it was it was it was an important lesson for me, quite obviously. Yeah, the, body, the body is a great a tool, a great tool. Um, yeah, and, and, and we need to pay attention to yeah, it. Pay attention and to it. now you have arthritis in both your hands, yet you've you've been able to write at least three, if not four books here. Although the arthritis is getting better. <laughs> the arthritis is getting better and it was just in one hand the one hand that uh but i thought it was so so interesting that that it happened that way that i couldn't i didn't have the self-love to stop and so my soul just sort of took care of it for me so which is what you're saying too yeah it's energy and and when when we put that energy out there uh, it it we set something in motion and it's a very cool aspect of being human And it's not something to to be feared or anything like that, but it makes you more aware and more attuned to what you're putting out there. And, and, and with the opposite, you know, we create our reality by our perception of it. If, if it's, I don't want to do this, this is too much for me. I think I should be doing other things. If you're, if that is going out there, then that's what it becomes. And you know what, when in Louise Hayes book of arthritis is about, is about grabbing for something. <laughs> so like <laughs> I, was, I was grabbing for the fairs, you know, grabbing for the fairs, and it wasn't wasn't the best place I could spend my time either. So, um, well, don't you think too that the, that's part of control and and trying to control your journey as opposed yes, to allowing yes. it? Absolutely, yes. I mean, none of it. None of us really know where we're going. It's no. just you know we we are along for the ride. We did schedule it. We mapped it out, and now we're on that journey. And yep. and letting, uh, go. letting go. Yeah, I letting don't know. I, I don't mind flowing with it. I don't like white water stuff. Um, <laughs> and and the 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 new thing I'm putting out there is my my life is is drama free that, that I, I, I am flowing with what spirit wants and therefore there will not be, you know, excessive drama in my life. And if there is excessive drama, then clearly I have decided to take over steering for a while, which is probably not the smart thing to do. (laughs) And, and then it's like, and, and when I hear myself complaining about, nah, there's too much drama here. It's like, I, I say to myself, and where did you take over? And, you know, and, and then I realized I did. I tried to manipulate. I tried to change things. I tried to manage other people in my life. And in so doing, I took myself off my own pathway. Right. Right. And it was like, damn. All right. Let's just get back to the regular pathway. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the wonderful thing that you can do when you are willing to look at yourself. You can release it without judgment and without any kind of. Um, self-loathing for the fact that you couldn't do it right away. It's like just a process, you know. It's just a process of of, um, of listening to yourself and listening to your soul and listening to keeping it, staying aware of what's going on. I mean, we don't always succeed, but uh, every time we don't, it makes it a little easier to be aware the next time. 
Oh, absolutely. And I think one of the most important qualities that all of us, it's standard operating equipment to the earth plane. It's one of those things that we all have and it is, it, 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 it enables us to do magical, wonderful things if we use it and not everyone applies it to all aspects of their lives. And that's a sense of humor. Yes. And laughter is absolutely the, the, the strongest tool that, that, that I know of. And being able to laugh at yourself, oh, my goodness. It's such um, a relief, isn't it? I know. It's such a relief. Yeah. And, and it, while, while a spiritual journey is a very serious, wonderful process, and, and it's mystical and it's magical, but if you make it too much of a ritual, if you if you hold it, if you cloak it down with all sorts of ritual and stuff like that, and you don't have, it's called enlightenment. It means lighten up. Yeah. And and if we can if we can employ uh, employ laughter, um, in 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 every aspect of our lives to to the degree that it is actually socially appropriate. Um, life takes on a magical that's when magic happens that's when there's a greater vibrancy to all aspects of our lives and to be perfectly honest with you i think that's what keeps us young i think it is too i remember getting a phone call from um, a phone call from somebody i i didn't know it called me out of the blue um, and told me that they had read some of my work and that i wasn't I wasn't looking for the right information with my with my channeling. I wasn't. I should be looking for dates that this happened and dates that happened. And I remember thinking it was. I remember. I remember. I mean, I was so stunned. I, I never. I never knew the person. I just picked up the phone and they started telling me uh, what I should be doing instead of what you know. And, and I so I I hung up and I said, okay. So who have I been telling? what they should be doing <laughs> and I found that person that came to me immediately who I've been telling that what they should be doing so um it's amazing how the universe works with this but that's another example of how that energy is out there and you never know where that energy is going to come back from somebody you never heard of you don't know <laughs> it just calls you on the phone out of the blue to give you the message <laughs> Yeah, and and you know it's it's funny. Every now and then I will get something that is so critical and so nasty and so mean. I want to respond in kind, and and I I this one I catch, and usually I respond to those to those emails and stuff with thank you so much for taking the time to give me your opinion. I certainly will. I certainly will. You know, listen to it and and see where it's applicable and utilize it. And even if it's, you know, the trash basket, but, yeah, but because, and that's so important too, I think Barbara, because if you flash back, you lash back at the person, what you're doing is perpetrating what you don't like instead of healing it. So, yeah, Patrick just suggested take it under advisement. Yes, that's a, it's a wonderful, um, you know, I, I want to, somebody took the time to send me something, even though the content wasn't, you know, wasn't glowing but but you know they did take the time and i you know appreciate the fact that they did that um and and i do pay attention to those kind of 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 notes i think that you know i wonder where they're coming from and why i needed this reminder and and like you said find where it it um it 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 it, it applies and apply it and and trek on and yeah. it's it's kind of cool because it does keep you um 
grounded and grounding is really important in this field. It, it really aware. is. It keeps you aware. Absolutely. What's going on around you. Yeah. Yeah. It is exciting. Um, now the one thing I, I did want to put out there, uh, your website is www.betsythompson.com people. And yes. it's a really cool website. It does talk about all of your books and your philosophy. Um, uh -huh. Is there a new book that is coming out? That there is a new book coming out. It's called You Are What You Think, Make Your Thoughts Delicious. Oh, that's great. That sounds like a great title. <laughs> yeah. It's not out yet, but it will be coming out hopefully before the end of the year. Well, you'll have to come back and we'll have to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have to. I think one of the great things about this show for me is that I get to read so many books and then talk to the people that wrote them and, and you know, compare philosophies. It really is um, a very exciting part of my life these days. Now, do you do actual do you do readings for people as well online or, or do you have appointments? Is, are, is there a number I, they can I call? I don't do it online and I, and I don't really push it. Um, I was doing it at the fairs. And I do it for people if they call and they want me to do it for them. But I don't push it because the truth is I would rather be writing. But, but you know, if it, if it falls into my life, I, I do it and I happily do it and I enjoy doing it. Well, it's a great it's a great way of finding out where you where where one is on a, on a personal level, I find. Um, but um, your website is beautifully done and your your books are there for people to get a look at and and. I mean, frankly, I'm terribly impressed that Bernie Siegel wrote a a, a, a blurb for for your for your book, Love Human. Um, he's, he's a nice. He's a nice man. Yeah, I've been on his radio show. He he says he loves my books, and so that's wonderful. I'm happy he loves the books. I'm happy it's bringing happiness to other people. Well, that's a great endorsement. You know, you you, you know, don't get much better than him. Yeah. Um, but but I think that that you know people should take a look at these books because it does give you a, a way of of understanding that you have more control over your life and you have more control over the the happiness and the abundance and the wisdom that comes into your life. It's 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 out there for you to open to. It's not a mat or in there for you to open to, and it's it's something that that we all have access to that that it's not something that somebody teaches us it's something that we allow to evolve from within and you empower people with your books because you give them the tools and the understanding that that they have the potential to to do all of these wonderful things that other people do well that, uh, thank you for that because that's the goal that's my goal to empower other people Know that for them to know that they do have the power to change, and they do have the power to create what they wanted to create, and they do they do have that power within them. We are we are all we all have the love of God within us. We are all one, and within that oneness, you find your reflection, and it's a gift. Absolutely, and but it's a gift that keeps on giving too. Absolutely. You know, it keeps on giving, <laughs> even if you don't want to receive it. <laughs> That's true, but. But it's it's sort of like every you know people go through dry spells where where we're supposed to be applying what we've learned and stuff like that and then something new unfolds for us and it's and with me especially it's it's an exciting time. I want to thank you again. Music is signaling us that we're done. But thanks again, thank and I'll have to have you back on again. Thank you for having me, Sarah. My pleasure.
Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. This is Barbara DeLong, host of Nightlight Radio, inviting you to join me on a cosmic journey, exploring a metaphysical montage of spiritual material, covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between, including spiritual readings for those who seek enlightenment. Let Nightlight provide you with equal measure of light, love and laughter, insight, wisdom, and inspiration. Monday nights, 10 to 12 p.m. Eastern, right here on Studio B, Revolution Radio, at freedomslips.com. Who are we? Where do we come from? Are you curious about the origins of the human race? Join me, Gavin McCall, and a variety of guests on Ancient Humans, where we decipher world events, explore scientific